Hello, and welcome to the Riveting Reads podcast, where each season brings you a serialized version of thrilling news stories along with exclusive bonus content from the author. This is season one, Insomnia, book one of the Nightwalker series by J.R. Johansson, narrated by Roy Samuelson. New episodes are posting weekly on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Stick around after today's chapter for some author insights into the writing process behind this chapter with Insomnia's author, J.R. Johansson. Hi, I'm J.R. Johansson, and I'm here to give you a quick recap of Episode 5, Chapter 5 of Insomnia. In the last episode, we have Parker waking up after his first full night of sleep in four years. He feels rested, he's happy, but more than anything, he's determined. He sets out to find Megan. He wants to make sure that now that he has found an answer to his problem, he's not going to lose it. Realizing that she was about his age, he goes to school, hoping he might find her there. And there's an assembly, and at the assembly, not only does he find Megan, he discovers that Megan is actually Mia. She lied about her name and that she is the foster sister of Jeff Sparks, the co-captain of the soccer team. And that's your recap of Chapter 5 of Insomnia. Stick around now for Chapter 6. I hope you enjoy. Insomnia, The Nightwalkers Written by J.R. Johansson Narrated by Roy Samuelson 6. Addie and Finn came up the stairs on the side of the stage and trotted over to me. Finn was carrying his backpack on one shoulder and mine on the other. That was more than slightly awesome, he said, low enough that no one else would hear. You should have seen your face, man. I mean, she's hot, but I didn't think you'd be into her. Addie's face was neutral, but she was watching me closely. She was the only person I ever had trouble reading. It seemed like she only let me see what she wanted me to see. I wasn't sure why, but it made me nervous. Why not? I glanced over my shoulder and saw Jeff's back. He and Mia were deep in discussion, and she seemed to be getting more upset by the second. Well, I don't know. Finn stared at his feet for a minute, before laughing and shoving me in the shoulder. You know, because she's a girl, and... His face showed no sign that it was a joke. In fact, he appeared more uncomfortable than I had ever seen him. Addie was staring at him now, too, her eyebrows raised so high they almost touched her hair. What are you talking about? You think that I'm not attracted to girls? I tried to keep my pitch from going skyward, but I wasn't very successful. I saw Jeff freeze and slowly turn in my direction. I mean, I don't care who you like, man. I just didn't really think you liked anybody like that, you know? Finn laughed, but it sounded hollow. Yeah, well, I don't, so I guess you got that right. I muttered. Jeff and Mia were headed our way. Addie stepped toward Mia and waved. I'm Addie. Did you play soccer at your old school too? Mia nodded. Yeah, I've been playing forever. You play? No, it's never been my sport. I swim. Addie shrugged and started for the stairs. Nice meeting you. The corner of Mia's lips curved up. You too. Addie, come here for a moment, please. Coach Carter called just before Addie was out of sight. She pivoted on one foot and jogged over to the coach with a grin that made me wonder why everyone didn't stand around staring at her all the time. 
Jeff jolted me out of my gawking by punching me lightly in the shoulder. What was all that staring on stage about, Parker? You've never seen a girl before? He glanced over at Mia. No, I was just surprised. I nearly hit her with my car yesterday. Finn barked out a coughing laugh, and Jeff's brow lowered to match his voice. You did what? I didn't, though. I looked at Mia, but she seemed to be avoiding eye contact. And I could have sworn she told me her name was Megan. Now she did meet my eyes, and I saw a flash of a smile as she said, Don't worry, it's a common mistake. You almost hit her with your car? The muscle in Jeff's jaw twitched, and he stepped between us. His response bothered me. Did he actually think he owned every girl in school? It was an accident. Besides, why do you even care? Jeff's eyes narrowed. Because she's my sister. Dum-dum-dum. Finn put one hand up in front of him like he was holding a microphone and leaned forward with a grin. That's it for today, you folks. Tune in tomorrow for the next episode of Days of Our Lives. Confused, I gave my head a little shake. Wait, she's your what? Thing grunted and turned away, muttering, always wasting my best stuff. My foster sister, she's staying with my family. That made sense. Jeff was an only child, and I knew the Sparks had done the foster thing before. But I was pretty sure the kids were usually much younger. Oh, I said, trying to glimpse Mia behind Jeff again. Well, like I said, it was an accident, and she's fine, so no big deal. It really was nothing. Mia stepped up beside Jeff, and I tried to look friendly when she glanced at me. Okay, cool, Jeff shrugged, then slapped my shoulder. Why don't you set up a couple of chairs for the meeting, Parker? Oh, right, the meeting. I pointed back toward the curtains. Why don't we just have it down in the auditorium? I want to get started right away. The faculty has only given us half an hour before we have to get to class, but it will take a while for them to empty the auditorium out. Might buy us a little extra time. He pointed to the stacks of chairs lined up off to one side. We'll just have it up here on the stage. Keep it short and sweet. Right, got it. I turned and grabbed some chairs, noticing that Mia was now talking to Addie and Coach Carter. Of course, this meeting was for both soccer teams. Despite having a great night of sleep last night, my brain sure didn't seem to be keeping up this morning. Finn took off his coat and threw it at the back wall. His shirt said, Come to the dark side. We have cookies. I smiled as he grabbed a stack of chairs and started setting them out in a row behind mine. You see who just walked in? I turned to the stairs Finn indicated. Thor, a monster fullback from the soccer team, was standing on the top step, nodding while Jeff spoke. I had intentionally avoided Thor's dreams. From the way he behaved, I was pretty sure they involved cutting people into bite-sized pieces. Perfect. I watched Thor's massive shoulders as he followed Jeff across the front of the stage. Tell me why he picked soccer again? Finn frowned. I'm amazed they let him on the team after his stunt last year. No kidding. I shook my head and grabbed another stack of chairs. Apparently, when you're huge and fast, it doesn't matter if you break your teammate's leg your first time on the field. Good thing Jeff volunteered to teach him the rules. Finn pulled another chair off his stack and set it down a little harder than he intended. He really wasn't getting the whole non-contact sport part. 
Thor's baseline emotional state seemed to be pure fury. It had really bothered me at first, especially since at his monstrous six foot five, he was six inches taller than me and built like a brick wall. But I had gotten used to it. From his attitude and the dark pit stains on his shirt, I guessed God had given him a serious overdose in the testosterone department. Addie walked up with Mia as Finn slammed another chair down. Easy there, the chairs don't work well when you break them in half. Finn jerked his head toward Thor's back. We're taking bets on whose leg he'll break this year, you in? Addie laughed, but then crossed her arms over her chest. You wouldn't think it was so funny if it turned out to be yours. She shook her head and lowered her voice. Liv Campbell was crying in the girls' bathroom the other day. I swear I heard her say his name. What do you mean? Finn turned to face her. Why would she be upset about Thor? Maybe you scared her? Addie shrugged. I didn't hear much, but she was really upset. See what I mean? Girls make no sense. Finn shook his head. Liv is hot, but if she's interested in Thor, she needs a special kind of therapy. I saw Mia flinch, but then she laughed it off. And you're an expert? Yes. Finn looked at her for a second and then tilted his head to one side. Aren't you? Mia smiled. Do either of you even talk to him, or do you just hate him because he's bigger than you? I leaned over to grab another stack of chairs. Because he's bigger than us. Besides, talking to him would require him to learn English. Finn stood with his legs spread wide and an exaggerated look of anger plastered on his face. Thor, no need English. Thor, god of thunder. He beat his chest with his fists. As if on cue, thunder rumbled outside. The walls shook, and both girls laughed. I raised my eyebrows and pulled the last chair off the stack. Nice. Thank you very much. He bowed with a grin. I'll be here all week. Mia took a seat, and I sat down beside her. Addie stood in front of us with a surprised expression for an instant before sitting down on the other side of Mia. So, where did you live before this? I asked. Mia looked at the floor for a few seconds, her face hard to read. Somewhere else. I laughed. At least you didn't lie this time. Finn leaned over and whispered in my ear. She's a foster kid, dude. Maybe she doesn't want to talk about where she came from. I winced and nodded. Total idiot. Lowering my voice, I tried to sound casual. Will you tell me why you told me your name was Megan then? She pursed her lips, then they curved up. I don't know. Stranger danger? Fair enough. I leaned in. But you're sticking with Mia, because any more names might confuse me. She shrugged. For now. Jeff walked to the front of the stage and motioned for everyone to quiet down. Members of both teams started finding seats. Finn flopped down on my other side and leaned across Mia and me to talk to Addie. Please tell me you didn't join the soccer team, because I think that's the only thing that could make the girls' team any worse. Addie raised her nose a little and ignored him, but Mia responded with a sweet smile. Coach Carter asked her to stay for the meeting. She's helping with practices. Apparently, she learned some awesome stretches to help us warm up and cool down. I really hope she doesn't teach any of them to the boys' team, though. You guys deserve a little pain.
Finn's eyes widened as he put his hands over his heart and groaned. Mia and I laughed as Jeff started talking. Thanks for coming to this preseason meeting on such short notice. I promise we won't keep you long. Just have to do a quick poll and discuss some schedule issues. Jeff smiled and glanced at the coaches, who nodded before he continued. After a little begging, I convinced the coaches to let me lead some extra practices this year before regular practice starts. This is my last year. The last year for all the seniors. And we should work even harder to make it our best year yet. Anyone have any thoughts or objections? The group was silent. I was watching Jeff's shoes and trying really hard not to tune him out. Finn elbowed me in the side, and I glanced up to see everyone's eyes on me. I blinked, and then remembered I was co-captain. What do you think, Parker? One of the midfielders asked from the other side of the room. I think Jeff's right, I said. The state finals last year were tough. I'd like to feel more prepared going into it this year. Several heads nodded, and everyone turned back to Jeff. He smiled. I'd like to start with one joint practice with the girls' team. A couple guys groaned, but he continued. The girls have a solid base, but by working with us, we can help them get better, and it will help us get better, too. A couple of the girls crossed their arms over their chests and frowned. I sat forward, wanting to end any argument before it started. Hey, the girls' basketball team always kicks butt, and they could give a ton of pointers to the boys' team if they wanted to. This isn't about gender. It's about a team that works and a team that struggles. Maybe we can help each other. A few of the girls nodded, looking somewhat appeased. Everyone turned back and waited for Jeff to continue. He met my eyes for a second or two in the silence before he went on. I forced myself not to look away until he did, even though my instincts made me want to. It wasn't even lunch yet. I had plenty of time to make eye contact with Mia after the meeting. I wouldn't be stuck with Jeff tonight. Great. The joint practice will replace the individual practice we had tentatively scheduled for today after school. I want to see all of you there. Jeff walked to a chair by Thor and took a seat as Coach Mahoney and Coach Carter stood up and started talking about new strategies and what they wanted us to focus on during Jeff's practices. Coach Mahoney wrapped things up by saying, Coach Carter and I will attend the joint practice today. After that, your team captains will be organizing and leading the team preseason practices. Any questions? He was already backing toward the stairs. He only waited a moment, then gave a quick nod and said, Dismissed. I stood and walked over to Jeff. He looked fine, but I noticed the little things, like the way he kept stuffing his hands into his pockets and then pulling them out again. He was frustrated, and I couldn't blame him. This was new territory, being forced to share leadership of the team. He didn't like that the guys had asked what I thought. I'm sorry about that, I said. I think your plan's great. Guess the team just wanted to make sure we agreed. Jeff's smile was tight, but he shrugged. You're the co-captain. Then he turned to face a couple other guys from the team. I went down the stairs leading off the stage and crossed to the auditorium exit. Mia and Addie were already there, watching the crowd make their way through the halls. I stood one step behind them, suddenly unsure of what to say. Addie glanced back at me, then at Mia. She opened her mouth to say something, then clicked it shut again. I barely heard her muffled voice as she walked away.
See you guys later. I watched her back until she disappeared behind some tall guy in a leather jacket. I couldn't help wishing again for just a second. I could read her like I could most people. I'm happy to see you're less dangerous at school than behind the wheel of a car. Mia's voice was soft, a hint of humor behind it. I stepped forward to stand beside her. Yeah, it's harder to live on the edge here, but I try my best. I run with scissors constantly, and I gave myself a wicked paper cut this morning. Keep this up and you might seem fairly normal. She glanced up at me, and I felt a momentary rush when her eyes met mine. Then she smiled and shook her head. I better go. See you around. I grinned as she walked away. Hey, dude. Finn came up behind me. I'm not your bellhop. Take your bag. I spun around, met Finn's gaze, and cursed under my breath. Then I remembered the soccer practice after school. I'd get another chance to see Mia at practice. If her dream last night wasn't just a freak thing, I had to find out. And the sooner, the better. Please let me take it again, I pleaded. Mr. Nelson frowned, and I tried not to remember his dream. Watching that shiny, bald head make out with my mom was not an image I like to dwell on. Sorry, Parker. You just need to try to do better next time. I can't have another failed test in this class. Mom might not have cared much when my A fell to a B, but she'd definitely notice a D. There's a physics tutoring group that meets in the library after school. You should join it. I sighed. Okay. Thanks. I scrambled for some last way to convince him and tried not to hurl when my mind came up with the obvious answer. Oh well. If I wanted to keep my mom off my back... Sacrifices had to be made. I walked halfway to the classroom door before pausing to rub my knuckles along the edge of a nearby desk. It was almost slick, worn smooth by years of use. You know, my mom mentioned you the other day, I said, turning. Mom was going to kill me. They had only been on one date, and I knew from experience that the only man she ever dreamed about, even after all these years later, was dad. Mr. Nelson whipped his head up so fast that the glare from the fluorescent lights bouncing off it was nearly blinding. She did? Yeah, just that you were funny on your date. Really? His eyes widened before he caught himself. I mean, yeah, we had fun. But she was always so busy after that, I thought. Oh, yeah, her job keeps her really busy. Plus, when she has to spend time worrying about me and my grades, that's hard on her, too. I shrugged and took a few more steps toward the door. But I'm sure she'll have time again next summer or something. Mr. Nelson's eyes narrowed. He wasn't an idiot, but he was also desperate. Ever heard of abusive power, Parker? I stopped and held my hands out, palms up focusing on the emotion I wanted to convey. Honest, innocent. I'm not making any promises, and I have no power, but what I'm saying about her being busy is true. And besides, what does it hurt to let me take the test again? It's not like I'm cheating or bribing you for a grade. Mr. Nelson nodded slowly and closed the book in front of him with a snap. Tomorrow, during your study period, this is your last chance. Thank you, 
I really appreciate it. I smiled widely and hurried toward the door before he could change his mind. Just before I got there, he muttered, Improve your grades, kid, and you could be a freaking politician. Thanks for listening to the Riveting Reads podcast, Season 1, Insomnia. New podcast episodes will be available every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you're not the patient type and want the full book now, you can find the audiobook on Audible Podcasts or the paperback version on Amazon. Stick around for some author insights from J.R. Johansson about the chapter featured in this episode. Hi, I'm J.R. Johansson, and welcome to the Authorly Insights section for Chapter 6. Almost this entire chapter is spent with Parker interacting with different social groups. Many of the primary characters in this book are male. You've probably noticed that. Basically everyone except Addie, Mia, and Parker's mom. As a female author, it was a challenge getting into the head of teenage boys and trying to write from their perspective. I did have some help though. I have two teenage boys at home. Other than my cat, I'm the only girl. So I have plenty of time to observe them. (laughs) It still wasn't something that came to me on the first try. In general, for example, girls communicate and bond with compliments. Guys tend to do it more with insults or razzing each other. Both are rites of passage. They are rituals of acceptance into the group, but they definitely feel very different if you aren't used to experiencing or feeling them. There was a learning curve here for me. And to be honest, it was one of the more difficult adjustments that I had to learn to make with my writing. But I did feel like, on the whole, other than understanding that dynamic, writing and creating Parker wasn't any different than writing and creating Piper or Riley or any of my female characters. He needed to be a person, just like they needed to be people. As with nearly everything revolving around stereotyping, and especially when you throw a gender into the mix, everyone is going to have their own experiences and opinions. But tell me about yours. Did you, on the whole, agree with this overall generalization? Keeping in mind that I do disagree with stereotyping as a rule, especially when using it in writing, but I think you have to be aware of the fact that it usually comes from some kind of kernel of truth, whether it's currently true or at some point in the past. But yeah, let me know what you think. Uh, You can reach me on Instagram and Twitter at jrjohansson. I look forward to hearing from you. And that's it for the Authorly Insights section for Chapter 6. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next episode. Bye! Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Riveting Reads. Please check out details for our reader appreciation program in the podcast notes or on rivetingreadspodcast.com. Also, a reminder that we're still a new podcast and we would love to hear from you. Please subscribe as well as rating and reviewing in your podcast app. Thanks, and we'll see you in a few days for the next episode.